1: Boogie well, hates racism and Chris Paul, and who cannot get on board with that platform?
0: If I've learned a lot, this, I, I'm not going to say
1: it, that sounds too good. Uh, no, on, no, on, no, 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 no. <laughs> if the Bucks do win it all, Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there, folks, Ty Windish of the Eurostep podcast presented by Prize Picks, here to quickly introduce a pair of interviews I conducted at Friday night's Wisconsin Herd game with former Milwaukee Buck and current Maine Celtic Tony Snell and Bucks rookie forward Chris Livingston. Tony Snell generously discussed and, and you know, spoke with me at length about his fond memories of playing in Milwaukee, the love he still gets from Bucks fans, his early impressions of Giannis Tedekumpo and Chris Middleton, and his confidence both players would reach the heights they since have, and his experience sharing his and his son's autism diagnosis with the world and the support he's received since doing so. Chris Livingston, he shared his thoughts with me on a loss for the Herd uh, to Tony Snell's Maine Celtics that got chippy, his mentality for going for poster dunks to establish intensity on the court, why he got teed up after completing a vicious poster late in the game on Friday night, learning from veterans on the Bucks roster, including new Buck Patrick Beverly and Jay Crowder, what he's learned generally this NBA season, his first Chris Livingston's thoughts on the G League and more. Without further ado, here they are. I really hope you all enjoy both interviews. Tony, thank you very much for the time. Uh, it was a nice win for your Celtics tonight. You know, what do you think made the difference
2: uh, against the Herd in this game? We're uh, just trying to get some defensive stops. Um, trying to stay collect, uh, stay poised down the stretch. You know, they got a little run. Trying to stay poised and just finish strong.
1: You know, you've uh, spent a couple of seasons now with the, the Maine Celtics. Um, what's been your experience like with the club and, you know, what made you want to come back and cont- continue playing with them this season?
2: Well, I want to grow on and off the court, bro. using my voice, using my knowledge. Helping young guys, helping them better their game. While at the same time, you know, better in my game, so just trying to do both.
1: I wanted to ask you about kind of that mentor responsibility. You know, the herd have some guys as well, Glenn Robinson III and some others who have been around and they've talked a lot, and their younger teammates have talked a lot about how important that is. How seriously do you take that role of using what you know, what you learned from the NBA, and kind of helping these young guys in that sense?
2: Like mentally for me, I feel like I've grown as just talking more, whereas in the past, I stayed to myself so it's kind of like selfish if I just held in all my knowledge and not trying to because they're the next next people up so I want to help them as much as I can and, and just try to show by example
1: absolutely I'd love to take it back a little bit here you know to the Bucks' perspective when you signed with the Bucks, I believe it was 2017 you know what went into that decision why Milwaukee and what were the early days there like when you arrived in in Milwaukee to play with the Bucks?
2: So I felt like home you know I always want to play for a team that feels like home you know, the environment is amazing I, I feel like I was in heaven every day, so enjoyed those moments and, and you know, did the
1: best I can down there. You know, I think that was Giannis' first MVP season yeah. when, when you were first there. You know, what was your impression of him, you know, in the early days when you first started playing with him? Obviously, you knew him from being in the league, yeah. being in the division, too. But, you know, obviously, you knew he was going to be a great player that season. He made, he made All-Star. But did you expect back then to see, you know, MVP,
2: finals MVP, all these things from Giannis? Well, from the outside, when I was with the Bulls, uh, we played him in the playoffs and they put him at point guard. That was like the start of what they're going to do next year. And I think, I think the year after that, I went there, just seeing his hard work and how, how dedicated he was in the gym and perfecting his craft. I knew he was going to be a
1: special player. Absolutely. And then Chris Middleton, the other longtime Buck, who, of course, you matched up with in the playoffs. And I think he was became an All-Star by the end of your tenure in Milwaukee, that third year there. Same question with him. You know, did you expect, you know, he would end up becoming an All-Star, and a player who is, you know, there in the finals with 40-point games and all these things? Yeah, of
2: course. Yeah, of course. When I first got there, he was hurt. And I think I played throughout that season. And yeah. then the next year, just seeing them rehabbing and just seeing them getting food back, you know, I, I knew he was going to be all-star. But those two players were amazing.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, I think the Bucks are now kind of known for like a, a family-like atmosphere in that locker room. And you know, those guys were certainly a lot younger then. But it sounds like, you know, it was a joy to play with them even back then, even, you know, before... They were guaranteed to be, you know, a top of the conference team. Just what was that atmosphere like in the early days? What was it like kind of as
2: you know Giannis and Chris and these guys kind of found their footing in the league? I just I just feel like, you know, if you're having fun with the game, you're not treated. I mean, of course it's our job, but if you're not having fun with your job, it's not it's not worth it. And I feel like that environment, that family kind of environment, it was just it was just fun to play with, just looking forward to playing with those guys, going to war with those guys and happy for their success.
1: Absolutely, and I wanted to ask about Bucks fans. It feels like you're a player who a lot of fans, myself included, just remember very fondly. really liked your time with the team. Do you feel that love when you're back here in, in Wisconsin? You know, is that something that stands out to you, or is it is you know, just kind of how all
2: fans are? Yeah, I, I feel like I get a lot of love, and I appreciate the time I spent there, and, and I appreciate the fans still supporting me after those three years I was with them. Just a good feeling
1: wanted to ask about, you know, coaching change midseason with Joe Prunty taking over. Those things all happened this year. Those things all happened to you. First, was it weird to see the same kind of guy step in in the same midseason transition? And what was it like as a player kind of dealing with that and, you know, having to change how things go mid-season, but also it's such a busy schedule. The games don't stop.
2: What is that like as a player? Well, as you come into this business, people come in and out and you just got to just step in and do the best you can. That's how you can ask for it.
1: Absolutely. Um, I wanted to ask, you know, off court, you know, your story has really resonated with a lot of people this year. You know, you sharing the autism diagnosis of you and your sons. How difficult was it to share that with the world? And what is the response meant? I know you're still on this journey of trying to get back in the league and and make sure that that health care plan comes. But, you know, from Charles Barkley on TNT and so many people trying to support just what's this whole experience been like for you?
2: It's been it's been amazing. Like I'm not gonna lie, it's been a really good feeling. I still got support. Um, you know, it was hard for me to open up, but my wife said it's bigger than basketball, and she was right. It's bigger than basketball, and you know, I want to help, try to guide a lot of people who's in the spectrum, and people that's not in the spectrum. I just want to motivate and show it's sky's the limit and just go 100% whatever you do, and great things always happen.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much, Tony. Myself and Bucks fans everywhere are pulling for you. Appreciate that. Obviously not the result you wanted tonight, Chris, although you guys did make it real close late in the game. You know, what do you think was uh going against you tonight against the Celtics?
3: I think it was just the energy thing. Um I feel like, you know, down the stress at the end of the game. We like show the other team and ourselves, you know, like we're playing as hard as we can, like we can make the game tight and competitive again. We're competing. When we came out like of days ago, you know, we just rolled the ball out and really didn't play as hard in the first half. I think that's what really got us.
1: Got to ask about, you know, the poster late and the technical after. You know, was that something, first the dunk itself before yeah. we get to the other stuff. An incredible play. You went for another pretty thunderous one. I was going to ask you if that would have been your best ever poster. Then yeah. you had one that you pulled off. You know, is that, in, the, in that situation, like you mm-hmm. talked about the energy, mm-hmm. do you feel like it's important to try and get these highlight plays to get everyone yeah. moving that extra, you know, mile per hour?
3: On my head, I just think it's like a mentality awesome. thing. Like, you know, like, yeah, it's a highlight, but I feel like it's just like finishing strong at the rim is just a mentality It's a certain energy that you play with, you know. I was missing a lot of layups throughout the game. So, you know, later on, I wasn't really getting the calls that I would like. So that's why I was just thinking like, just go attack the rim, you know, go hard and just have that mentality of just attacking them and being on the offense and not, not looking for a call, not, you know, you know, shying away from contact because he's seeking the contact and just being aggressive so that's really what that play came down to.
1: Absolutely and then you know ended up getting the tech after was that a, a specific something that was boiling with that player throughout the game or just kind of a frustrating night you know a chippy atmosphere that yeah. sort of thing? I think it was just a chippy
3: atmosphere you know it was just you know the type of night it was nothing against the player it was just you know with the competitor I was competing you know I just tried to pick it up in the second half had a rough um, you know rough game overall especially the first half so I was really just trying to still compete, still play hard, and just have that type of energy, you know, that we were going
1: to play. You know, going for, you know, the dunk, the intense play versus the layups earlier, you had mentioned just, yeah. you know, a, a tougher start to the game shooting-wise for yeah. you. Is that what you think is, a, you know, a smart way or, or the right way to kind of break out of what you may call a slump earlier mm-hmm. in the game is yeah. just, you know, see one go down with authority and then everything opens up? Yeah, for, well, for one, I think what helped me is how
3: I came out defensively, you know, picking up the ball, running full court. Um, because you know if I'm not I'm um, contributing offensively I feel I still feel like I can make an impact on the game So you know I think me bring that energy defensively and then it just kind of trickled down You know basketball is like about know, a game of energy and you know, you know the more energy you put into it, the more you're going to get out of it. So I think, you know, just me playing hard on the other side of the ball really helped me get back into my groove on offense.
1: You knocked down the three late that really kind of tightened things up. You know, what's the emotion in that shot? And I've talked to you, you're confident as a scorer, everything else. You know, sure. is that zero hesitation when you get the ball in that situation from beyond the arc? Yeah, definitely. Um,
3: you, know, it's, you know, it's tough, you know, having um, tough misses throughout the course of the game, but it's basketball. You got to have like a, um, you know, a, a short, um, what's it called? memory? Yeah, short memory, short-term memory when it comes to basketball. You know, you make play good plays and make bad plays. So, I think that just kind of you know, went into that shot is just, you know, continuously being ready. Being ready for my team was the right shot to shoot for my team, most importantly. So, you know, it going down was just like the byproduct of me, just being ready and just staying confident.
1: want to ask a more general rookie season question. Do you feel like there's a biggest lesson learned so far or, or you know, I guess maybe biggest adjustment coming into the NBA this year for you?
3: Yeah, I feel like um, the more and more I play down here, is just like I learn more about myself and my teammates, you know, continuously, you know, learning stuff, you know, seeing what, I, what I'm going to, you know, I key in on this summer going into the next season. And this is all about getting better for me. So this is development, you know, coming down here, getting reps, you know, playing with my team, playing hard, playing hard for my coach and watching a lot of film and seeing where I need to improve. So I think every time I come down here, I'm getting better. Um, and that's just a big emphasis, is development.
1: I asked Malachi about this last time I was here. You know, how do you feel like, The skill level of the G G League is at right now, I know this is obviously your first year playing there, but it really seems like high-level competitors, you know, guys who are just in the NBA or are in the NBA pretty much every night. Has that been your experience, too? Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, when the G League, is just,
3: you know, this just shows how talented the real NBA is, you know, just, you come, you know, over here, um, I don't want to say down here, it's over here, because it's still talented, you know what I mean? So. You know, I'm playing against guys that I grew up, you know, playing against a- in AAU, you know, All-Americans, you know, growing up, um, NBA players, NBA vets, you know, people that was just on NBA roster. So I think it's a multitude of talent on each, you know, G League team. And it's just, you know, lots of opportunities to get better, showcase of talent and continue to keep going. So I think it's really good, and G League's in a great spot as far as talent.
1: I wanted to ask a couple of Bucks questions. So Pat Bev is going viral for yeah. the podcast, sharing all sorts of great Bucks stories. Yeah. I wanted to ask about, you know, he's talked about kind of bringing more intensity to practice. That yeah. seems like something that would resonate with you. You know, are you getting in these games or ones he's talking yeah. about? And just how do you feel about the, the general energy level of the Bucks right now in the herd? Yeah, I love it.
3: Um, you know, that's what my mentality was, you know, coming into my rookie year, coming into what the Bucks is, you know, I'm knowing like, I'm trying to establish myself defensively and energy wise, you know, um, I feel like I hang my hat on my motor. So I feel like, you know, going and training camp and, you know, through all the practices, that's what I wanted to showcase. And we have guys that's like-minded, like Pat Bev and, you know, um, another rookie, Andre Jackson. You know, I feel like we complement each other in that way. We just play hard, hard as hell. And it's just like, you know, having somebody like Pat that I can learn from and he's always always giving me game on the bench and things like that and just having somebody around that matches that energy, I think it's great for the atmosphere of the team and also just great for the atmosphere like when court. You know, if guys are going to be, be competing and he's going to, it's going to be um, contagious, you know, that type of energy. So I think it's really, really good.
1: Absolutely. And then I wanted to ask, you know, you kind of mentioned learning from Pat. You know, has there been a particular player? There's obviously so many great skilled vets on this Bucks roster. Yes, a lot has, of them. Yeah. Has, has there them been them. one or great all of them? Yeah. 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 That For you in particular that you've been able to learn and, and take from. Is it really all of them? Is it different things from all of them? Or yeah. is there one that stands out? I'm
3: really you know, trying to um, take away a, a little, little bit of everything from everybody, you know. Yeah. And what's great is about the team is, like, you know, the vets are so open to, like, talk to us younger. You know. They really hold hold nothing you know against us when we come to when and post them. And also, you know, go out there like to approach us and like get us some game too, you know, when we don't initiate the conversation. So I think that's great. And I've been learning a lot from someone like Jay Crowder, who's a wing. Been in the NBA for years, you know what I'm saying? Like over since I was a kid. He's been in the league, a lot of them actually. So um,
1: Did they appreciate it when you point that out or yeah. maybe not? I mean, <laughs>
3: <laughs> probably, you know, age wise, probably not. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think it's a credit to them and their hard yeah. work and their work ethic and how great players they are. Mm-hmm. Just being able to you know, stay in the NBA it's very hard. So, you know, I'd be a fool to not, you know, pick up a lot of, you know, game from, from these great vets that I got on my team. So I'm just going to continue to keep learning and um, continue to just, you know, let the things that they have to, um, to teach me just rub over.
1: Absolutely. You know, what's the key to uh, turning it around here next time out for the Herd? And, you know, if the team is able to make the playoffs, I know it's really close right now. Yeah. Would you be interested, you know, obviously, if everything lines up with the Bucks and sure. playing in, in a playoff yeah. game here?
3: Yeah, I, I want to play most importantly. So, you know, Bucks, um, you know, Herd, you know, game games is something I'm trying to, you know, be a part of. You know? So just trying to get wins, stuck them together. I think most importantly, we play with energy. We'll play hard on the defensive side of the ball. We're still talented offensively, all that's gonna come. So I just feel like tomorrow we are just gonna, you know, hang our hat on the defensive side of the ball, you know, energy. We're gonna try to turn around that way and I think everything
1: else will take care of itself. Awesome, thanks Chris. Yeah.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data,
1: Thanks for listening, everyone. One last reminder that if you use promo code Eurostep at prizepicks.com Eurostep, you can get a 100% first deposit match up to $100. While I'm saying this, Rohan is probably cooking up more winning plays. This is during uh, Buck's bulls, so you have to check his Twitter feed at Arcadi Jr. to confirm, but probably so you can get it on the action to, at PrizePicks, our partner presenting sponsor of the Eurostep and Win in Six. So use promo code EUROSTEP at prizepicks.com slash EUROSTEP. And if this is your first time listening, we'd love to have you join us more often. Go ahead and subscribe, whether you're on your podcast platform, whether you're on YouTube, or preferably go subscribe on both and check out gspn.info for all of our links, including our Discord and, and social links, all the good stuff there. So thank you again for listening or watching. Until next time, pod rain.